guys. Welcome to Cold Divide and Keep. This is your two buddies, Jeremy and Corey. What's <laughs> happening? Hi, your buddy. <laughs> All right, Corey, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. Really cool. good. Um, question. Okay. Answer. Uh, question. <laughs> what kind of bear? That's how you asked. <laughs> yeah, what, what kind of bear is best? Uh, Apple Watch or analog watch? I uh, don't even know what analog stupid watch is, so I'm going <laughs> to go with <laughs> Apple Watch. Okay, so you choose Apple Watch over like is analog, a Rolex? Is analog, yeah, like a basic watch is what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I thought it's it a watch fancy, with a like, dial. Fitbit. Okay. After I said that, I was like, analog, <laughs> that means basic watch. I'm yes. stupid. Um, great question. Um, back in my swag days, I would rock watches pretty often. Um mm. It's I a different era. Apple, I had an Apple Watch for like a year. Oh, you broke it, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't break it. it just it broke. You broke it. No, I brought it in like a jacuzzi, like in and out, you know, and yeah. it just stopped working. Yeah, but it's they're not water supposed resi- to be submerged. I didn't submerge it. I was, you know, like arms on the side, like in and out kind of thing. I didn't like just sit with my arms in the water, like mm. soaking, you know? Yeah. So that it broke and then, well, then I got it. I'm not going to get into it. Basically, long story short, <laughs> I got it fixed three times. Three. I took it in somewhere three times, and like the third time, the guy... W- and I, So what happened was, it broke from that, took took it in to get it fixed, got it back, and every time, it would just stop working. So I didn't like break it again. Does that make sense? Like It broke oh, one time, they yeah. fixed it, but every time I got it back, it would just like stop. Yeah. And the third time, the guy was like, we're not going to fix this. And I'm like, dude, like, I didn't freaking break it. Like <laughs> It literally just stopped working, and he's refused to do it. And I was like, all right. That's lame. Screw it. Because they knew it was water damage. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what happened. Oh. But I mean, they they knew originally, yes. But they supposedly like replaced like the disc or what, whatever's mm. in there. They they fixed it. Um, but they, they must have done some like cheap fix. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, it's not weird. a big deal. Yeah. All that to say, it was cool. Um, definitely not like super super functional. Like what they like want it to be, in my opinion. Like all the apps. It was just the main thing I liked. Honestly, was text. Like the text. Like yeah. If I was using my hands or if I was driving or whatever. Like leaving my phone in my pocket or being in like a meeting, that was like the best part. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, there's a couple other like smart watches that are coming out that are just, uh, you know, they'll like integrate with your phone and they can like send you texts. Like literally, that's the only two things that I use it for. So I have an Apple Watch. Never broke it. It's a Series One actually, so nice. it's freaking OG. Uh, but the only thing I use it for is um, tell time, obviously, read texts, um, and then to record runs when I play basketball. Because I like oh, to really? see, yeah, like nice. you can do like a set indoor run and then it'll track it for you. But uh, if I had a choice, like the, the ones that I, like if I had my, if I could spend like a couple grand on like a really nice watch, I just had that money laying around, you know, uh, I would probably buy like a nice, I think there's, I think even Movado might have come out with one where it's like an analog watch, but then it has like a digital screen kind of over it and it'll show like a text message. Um, or like your, you know, fitness activity and stuff. Mm. Um, that'd be like best of bro- both worlds for me. Mm. Um, cause I would definitely go for like a Movado over Apple watch. If you were going to spend money right now on some type of like object, what would it be? Like S- that, you know, not nothing like, like a car, but like something small, like sunglasses. Like what do you feel like you would do right now? Oh, uh, it would, it would be a watch More. if it was like a high ticket item mm. for sure. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I just need like one nice watch. Mm. Um, Ro- I wouldn't be like a Rolex. I think that's a little bit excessive, right. personally. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not like a huge like shoes guy or hat guy, sunglasses. 
I just want like my one nice thing. Yeah. Not too nice though. You know, Got keep it, it simple. Yeah. Minimalist. For sure. For Okey sure. Dokey. Well, not bad, Corey, for your first um, time on a spot. You proud of me? I am. I'll give you like an eight <laughs> out of ten. You know. Eight, okay. I mean, that's a B. Yeah. Yeah. A low B, B minus. Like a sum of you. You know, you're you're like a B. <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, today we want to talk <laughs> about um, grace and truth, mm-hmm. and it's cool. I feel like um, I've w- maybe it's come up several times. It's such a cool idea. I mean, we've heard um, a message on this same kind of topic. I don't know, like a few times now, right? Yeah, I wanted. I was gonna give him a shout out, David Matranga. Hey. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I told him I was gonna give him a hard time about something. One second. Let me look very quickly mm. in my text messages to Go remind right ahead. myself. I think the first time that maybe I heard this kind of idea was from David, mm-hmm. and it was probably like my our freshman or sophomore year of college, so like four or five years ago now. Um, but it's always stuck with me. It's always been one of those messages that's like really kind of hit home for me. Okay, found it. Okay, what is it? Um, well, <laughs> I texted him uh, and told him we're going to do one similar to what he spoke on and asked for his notes on it. Mm. So we'll be referencing that as we get into it. But uh, when I asked him, he David always will text me like snarky text messages he's, he's like that sorry guys if you know if you know him <laughs> didn't you understand uh but he was listening to one of our episodes and he heard our debate about in and out or five guys oh, and yeah. that ignorant <laughs> fool he chose in and out oh but yes get this but then after like going back and forth like bantering over text he was like honestly i never even tried five guys <laughs> i was <laughs> like what like you can't even mm. like argue so i told him i was gonna embarrass him that's funny in front of our massive audience nice so well wait did we i feel like you talked about this what was it i know you told me was it on the podcast what that david told you in and out but they hadn't tried it i mean they hadn't had five I, guys i must have mentioned it to you because i thought it was so okay funny. yeah yeah i think you i did. mean I, it was great because we, we were literally arguing back and forth and he was like i never even tried it i was like then why would you even like have a say yeah, sorry this, you, know? you know what david it's uh you gotta come ready that's weak you can do better yeah um anyway <laughs> uh we so we want to talk about the idea of, of uh, love and grace. David's words were uh, love and truth. Yeah. Um, and c- kind of talking about like if you, you know, he had this intro I thought was pretty catchy that I want to kind of start off with. But he basically said like if you had to choose, if you were going to be someone that lived um, solely on like your life based off of truth or your, or your life based off of love, like which one would it be? Mm. And he said if you were someone that chose a life based off of truth, he said your priorities would be uh, more factual. You would have a standard of life based off what the Bible says. Um, you would be uh, your life would really be about like what to do and what not to do. Very just practical. You know, if you're someone with, like a black and white personality, you, you're probably on the side of being someone who lives by truth. If you're someone that lives and you choose to live by love, your priorities would be more about having a passion, caring for others, really caring about people, um, and sacrificing whatever it takes to make other people feel loved. Now, if you had to choose, like uh, I think most of us, um, I think a big part of this is kind of how we are just naturally created and made for each of our personalities. But right. if you were to choose, like which one you'd want to live, like what would it be? It was kind of his, his uh, mm. how he started it out. And I remember hearing this message. And uh, I don't know if I may have changed because it's probably been, you know, five or six years since he, he gave this. Actually, it was uh, 2014. Okay. Weird. I was right in the money. So five years. In July too. July 10th. It's crazy. So um, I, if I recall, when I heard this message, message, I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely on like the truth side. Hmm. Um, but honestly, I think either maybe as I've changed or maybe become just more of, I don't know who I am, I guess. Uh, I, th- I think honestly now I just want to say off, off the bat, I think I lean more on like the love side, like just – 
um, how I am. Um, and I think I wish, like I, if I had to choose, I would want to be more factual, like more on the truth side. But I think, um, at least recently, I found myself being more like on that love side of the spectrum. Yeah. And I don't think either one is uh, is wrong. I also want to right. say. Um, well, we'll get into that. But yeah, we'll get into that. But um, I, I think there's a pr- there are pros and cons to both. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, especially when you first gave it, I definitely identified more with the kind of the truther, as he called it, um, of like uh, binary kind of black and white, mm-hmm. follow the rules, do what's right, etc. Um, but I think, I think that the way that I see myself and the way that I live is very much of like a truther. But the way that I see others mm-hmm. and the way that I interact with yeah, them that's is so very much on the love and grace love side of things. Yeah. Uh, side of things, yeah. um, which is interesting, right? Because uh, it's very different, mm-hmm. and I think some people can. Well, you kind of have like these different combinations, right? If you could be like an all-out, you know, truther of like you see yourself and others in that way, you might be very confrontational or opinionated in a lot of things, um, or just not afraid to share with others, or like you might be kind of like me or us or like personally you're more of a truther but to others you're a little bit more of like a love or grace person yeah. or you could be flip-flop of like completely love and grace uh or like you see yourself that way you're very great but to, to others you're very um confrontational or opinionated uh black and white you know kind of um you know morally uh you, you, like you have an opinion or um maybe uh, you see people like within their moral light of like, mm-hmm. are they doing right? Are they doing wrong? How are they living their lives and kind of weigh them that way? Yeah. I, I really uh, like this topic because uh, for sure, everyone listening, like you do fall on like one, one of these uh, sides. And I think uh, a lot of the things that we talk about, I think also because our personalities and like more recently we've been more like narrowed in our, I think our topics, but this one is like, if you're listening, like you are for sure <laughs> right. one of these, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's cool because um, we can all relate and we all, mm-hmm. uh, this is going to hopefully speak to us. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So kind of the, I think the cornerstone verse that maybe like sets us off in the right place here is John one, four, uh, sorry, John one fourteen, Um, and it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus, and we have seen his glory, glory as, uh, as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Um, and so it's kind of like, again, this dichotomy or kind of the two ends of the spectrum of like um, love and grace or like truth and, and justice. Mm-hmm. You know, we can call it like these two ends of the spectrum. Um, and we kind of fall maybe somewhere in between for the way that we, that we see ourselves. And maybe uh, we also fall in between the way that we treat and view others as well. Um, but like you mentioned, there there's both of these things. And it's not like one is right or, or, or wrong. Um, but I, th- I think it's really interesting, right? So, uh, like you said, so if you're more of like a love and grace person, um, you're probably really easy to be around, right? You don't like to ruffle any feathers. Uh, you, you know, you cut people a lot of slack. You're easygoing. You accept people who, for who they are. Um, you're not very like demanding. Uh, you're always welcoming. Um, but kind of the downfall there too, is that without truth and justice, love and grace isn't really love or grace it's just being accepting and nice Mm -hmm. but affirmation and being grace-filled are not the same thing so basically like there's a downside to these things too on the other end of the spectrum with uh with truth and justice people are easy to admire right so maybe they're they're kind of like um i don't know they're like the uh more maybe like political figures or maybe like um you know people who are just kind of like strong and stance in their way and like might be admirable in that way and they're, they're very like uh, strong and maybe kind of confident in who they are. 
Um, they had convictions and, and principles. They believe in right and wrong. They set standards. They speak out against injustice or oppression or evil. Uh, they're articulate and well-spoken, but again, without love or grace, telling the truth be- can become an excuse for belligerence or being judgmental or being even kind of um, spiteful or, or angry or, uh, or even kind of hurtful in some ways as well. Um, so I just wanted to start out too with just saying like, you have to have both. And I think probably like the goal of this whole thing is talk about like balance yeah. and not choosing like not being in the middle and that like you're neither, but being in the middle of like you have both and you have equal parts, not none of, not yeah. no parts at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, people have both. So it's not like you are fully one or the other. Right. I think we we started out saying like, I'm this way and you're that way, whatever. Like, I mean, we, we, we for sure all have both, I think, you know, but we lean more one way or the other. And like like you said, yeah, you know, it's it's really about finding like the balance and what is kind of like the harmony of of the two of these um, in unison, like uh like the uh, the verse in John says. Yeah, <coughs> one thing I thought that was interesting. So I was kind of trying to think through it, and you know, there's for for the truth and grace side of things, there's definitely something wrong if uh, if people like don't like you, don't listen to you, or like hate you, right? Mm. Um, but there's probably also something wrong if everyone loves you and yeah. no one has a problem with you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's probably like the, I mean, those are the extremes that you see, and especially I, like in the media. Yeah. Right. Well, and I want to say, you know, someone, um, so if you're leaning on the side of truth, I think like, uh, the issues that you have are going to be more like, uh, evident. People are going to see those probably easily cause you're mm. probably more, yeah. you know, uh, bullheaded, strong personality. Um, but if you are someone, if your faults are because you're too nice, too gracious, like that's going to be more hidden. Like people aren't going to be, that's not out, out front and center that yeah. you have this issue to work on, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to put that out there. Definitely. <clears throat> so I've been reading through this book called uh, People Fuel. Um, what do you mean you've been reading through this book? Like you're, you're dragging your feet on it or? No, I've been reading it. it so I'm going through it with two of my friends, Drake and Kyle. Shout out to them. Uh, and, um, so we're like halfway, maybe like two thirds way through it. Um, and we just, so there, there was a whole chapter on kind of this idea, um, uh, of grace and truth. And so he has, a, or the author has a really good quote on this. He says, um, cause there's one of the things that's really interesting. And I think that it's a really good kind of addition to this whole idea is that, uh, there's probably like a, like the way to balance this out and the way to incorporate both of these um, ends of the spectrum into our lives is through an order of things. So he says, Jesus came full of grace and truth to give us both, um, to save us and to grow us. But the order is significant here. The Bible doesn't say that he came full of truth and grace. It's the other way around. It's a good illustration of how growth happens. We need, we need to experience grace before we are ready for truth. If you've ever been uh, truthed by someone, quote, you know, quote unquote, without grace, even if they were right about what they were uh, saying to you, it probably felt harsh or unloving or impossible to respond to, and you completely ignored it or rejected it. And this is why grace is so helpful, because one of the functions of grace is to help us digest and metabolize the truth, and then we can make use of someone's advice mm-hmm. without feeling judged. I thought that was so profound. Yeah. Like, really, the order matters a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it brings a lot of clarity, because one of the things that I've struggled with um, is, like, especially like in the work setting or in the setting of like people that you either don't know or that you know, but aren't Christians, how do you treat them? And like, Mm -hmm. how do you present the truth to them? 
And I mean, the main, the, kind of not the mistake, but the thing that you see the most often that gets a lot of backlash is, you know, the quote unquote judgment, you know, of just like someone laying down the law and saying, I don't agree with you. I don't, uh, I don't condone what you're doing. Uh, you're doing wrong. God's going to judge you for that. You know, basically like you can kind of put words in people's mouths. I think everyone can, uh, imagine, you know, who that person is or what they're saying to someone that would make them feel very, uh, harshly judged or, or kind of condemned. Um, but then there's also, and maybe this is probably where most of us, uh, what most of us do and how we act is we're on the other side of the spectrum where we just don't even say anything mm-hmm. at all. And we let people live lives that are very destructive or we never tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're only full of grace, which, uh, and one of the things here that I think is really important is without the truth, grace is completely pointless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to show grace to someone, it's because then you can show them the truth. Mm-hmm. But if you never get to the truth, then there's no point in showing them grace mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah, you know, this is challenging because um, it has so much to do with personality and just like how we are naturally wired, you know. Yeah. And um, but I like how you're pointing out like the order really, it really does matter. This isn't something that you can say, well, I'm just a strong personality. Sorry, I'm a jerk. Like, right. you know, or, yeah. you know, sorry, you know, I can't, you know, confront, you know, uh, what's wrong because I'm just, you know, I'm too nice or I'm, that's not in me. What's, well, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't, like, uh, it's hard because we can so easily fall back on that, but I mean, it doesn't matter because the order like, order is what matters, and both of these in unison have to be in the play. Um, yeah. you know, as you talked about, like the workplace, I, I thought of just like numerous examples in my head of times when I've experienced, you know, this like this battle between mm-hmm. uh, having uh, dealing with someone who's maybe strong on not on that true side or uh, flopped on the on the grace side, and uh, either extreme is like not satisfying. <laughs> either extreme is like doesn't really yeah. get you especially if you are under uh, leadership from that type of person, like it's, it's super important, uh, the order, like it, it really matters. So I've never heard it like worded that way, but mm. um, I'm, I'm super glad you shared that quote. Yeah. And it's kind of similar to, to um, uh, maybe I think it's, I don't know if it's like a good, uh, or if it's like used mostly in like the marriage, but um, you've heard like the idea of like the love sandwich where like you have like the two pieces of bread. And so like first you'd like affirm someone and tell them like, I love you. And, uh, you know, um, you've done a great job in this or like, uh, you're still, you know, a good person this way. And then you give him kind of the meat and, um, and, uh, the fixings, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, else it is. And it's, Hey, you can work on this or I want to present this to you or you're doing wrong in this way. <clears throat> and then you, you, uh, have the other piece of the bread and mm-hmm. make it what makes a sandwich of love again of, but with those things, I want you to know that, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that you're a failure or it doesn't mean I don't love you. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing this because I want to help you grow and, and, and be loved and accepted. And so you tell them again, just want to remind you once more that I do love you and full mm-hmm. of grace and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I am married to someone that's definitely on the truth side uh, of things. And I think this is kind of why I've, I've started to realize over the recent years that, um, like I, I think I, I lean more on like the, uh, love and grace, grace side, because um, I've just like seen the differences in, in uh, mine and Connie's like approach to things like this. And I remember a couple of years ago, um, when I was working at Le Bon's and I remember, I'm not sure what happened, but something happened with one of, uh, the employees under me, uh, something happened to where I had to like correct it basically. And I remember mm. kind of just telling Connie about like the day and kind of what happened and how I handle it. I remember asking me like, so, so like what would, like, what was your approach? How did you like talk with him? And without even thinking about skipping a beat, uh, what you just described is what I did. I just, that was just my natural approach where, where like, I, I cared about the guy. I wanted him to know, like I, at the heart of it, I really was not upset. I was not mad. Like I wanted to see him do well and succeed. And so I 
know, share that with him. But then I had to correct what I saw and then at the end, like, you know, reaffirmed him. And so kind of like the whole whatever. I remember sharing that with her and she was uh, just so like, what's the word? Uh, like amazed by it and not and like, oh my gosh, Jeremy, you're so great. But more of like, <laughs> why would you do that kind of <laughs> response? <laughs> and I want to bring that up because, um, you know, it, it's interesting. Someone of Connie's personality and of that black and white is where you see things like this love sandwich or this approach of um, like really balancing the two is like super foreign to them, you know? And it's, and it's, again, it's not like that person or if you're on that side of things that your, your view is wrong. Um, I think it can be improved, but um, it's just natural. It's literally just like, what you can, what you see, you know? And so yeah. to me, how like that love sandwich and that balance of like the grace, whatever is super natural and easy and, and important for me to do. Um, but if you're wired differently, it's 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 not. Like you don't even think to do that way. All you're all you're you're thinking about is how can I correct this and what's mm-hmm. the fastest way and most effective way to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think our first, uh, like every everyone's first, um, kind of like natural instinct is to just like basically like criticize mm-hmm. or just kind of jump to like call out what someone's doing wrong or what they see or what makes them frustrated or mad uh, or how someone can be better. You know, kind of like a I don't know, a, a sports coach, right? You're just getting yelled at all day, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that takes, I mean, it takes some damage. Like, <laughs> you can't just, like, be receiving criticism all day long and get truth all day long because, uh, like it says, the, the analogy is, like, the that grace helps you digest and metabolize it mm-hmm. um, and make sense of it in a way that you can because otherwise, I mean, if you're just kind of, like, barraging someone with truth all the time, that eventually they're just going to, like, hide somewhere or they're just going to like put up a shield and they're not, they're, nothing's going to come through anymore. And that truth is never going to be received. Um, and he, he also says to kind, of, to kind of wrap up that chapter, he says, remember that truth, truth without grace can be judgment and condemnation, but grace without truth can be uh, licentiousness, <laughs> which is a crazy Translation. word. Um, basically like letting people do whatever they want and responsibility, uh, ir- irresponsibility. Um, God requires both, elements uh it's so like i said i mean it's so important like just to remember that this is kind of the formula that god wants us to give grace and truth um where you need to have both and also in the right order yeah. because i mean i i've thought of so many different things of like things i've told other people or like the way i've gone about you know like my small group or you know anyone else that you're kind of like teaching or correcting or like especially if you're like in a uh, position of authority or leadership and um and you're just looking back and you're just like cringing at yourself you're like mm-hmm. oh like i could have done that so much <laughs> yeah. better or like why did i say those things or, i mean even to like i mean marriage especially we're like why did i say that or like mm-hmm. what is coming out of my mouth i don't even know anymore mm-hmm. um like why am i acting or or saying all these dumb things uh but i mean it's super practical right i mean i feel like again with especially one of the things i've been thinking about more too is like with the media and with more, um, I guess with like social media too, like how do you kind of broadcast your faith in a way where again, it's not just full of grace of just like you're ignoring everything that's going on in the world and you're not sharing anything about your beliefs and convictions, but also you're not just like hammering away at like basically just kind of mm-hmm. going onto your pedestal and being holier than thou, yeah. you know? Um, cause that's hard. It's, I mean, it's, it's super hard to balance. Uh, especially on something like social media where it's a very like curated experience of like it can either, it can go either way very easily of what you post. Yeah, I agree. 
So one of the things too in the book that he talks about um, gets a little bit more into like the, the kind of practical application here is uh, ways that we give and receive grace and truth. Um, and a couple of ways, I just thought it'd be like good to kind of just review just so we know kind of like, what does this actually look like in real life? Um, so some of the ways that we give and receive grace uh, are through forgiveness, right? So extending what God is, uh, what God gives us to others. Also just quality time, right? Just like listening and hanging out and getting to know someone. Um, it could be favor, right? Giving someone something that they don't necessarily uh, deserve um, or just like doing something uh, just as a gift, right? Um, but also empathy and sympathy, right? Expressing, expressing some similar thoughts and feelings uh, and emotions and experiences and just being kind of uh, in the well with someone, right? Just like you're not trying to get them out necessarily. Like you're just kind of um, there with them and letting them know that, that you're there with them. I thought that was really good of like, these are some of the major ways that we can, can give and receive grace in a very practical way of like, here's what it, it actually looks like too. Um, and you see this in, in the Bible, right? With, uh, uh, with Jesus, especially when he comes, like one of my favorite stories is, um, when the woman is caught in adultery and they bring her out into the streets to be stoned. And then, uh, the Pharisees asked Jesus like what he would do. And then he says, he cast the first stone or he who has, uh, never sinned, you know, cast the first stone basically. Uh, and then they all walk away, but then he doesn't just let the lady go, right? He saves her. He, he shows her grace. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just condemn her or he doesn't say, he doesn't call her for what she did. Um, and then he says, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. Right? So first it's the grace and then it's the truth. Like first you're there with them you're empathizing, you're sympathizing with them. And then you're instructing of here's a better way or here's what you can do better. And if I had, if I had to guess, um, I think it's safe to say that most of us like don't, don't do it that way. You know, it, it, <laughs> it, it, and this is the whole point of this like discussion. Uh, like the issue is, you know, we, we lean one way or the other. And the reality is we have like an unhealthy, like inaccurate, like perspective or definition of, of what it means to live by, you know, each, each side of the equation. And so, um, I, I guess at the end of the day, point back to what was what was the example that Jesus set for us, and you know what was the order of mm-hmm. of these two, and how and how are they playing out, which is what we're we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, super interesting. And some of the ways that we give and receive truth uh, is one, the Bible, right? So that's, that's the ultimate truth, right? That we can go to and and see what does God say, and and again, like what are the examples that He gives us. Um, two is just through like research, and this could be through books and podcasts, I mean, the internet, uh, different websites, studies, you know, even like through like a school curriculum uh, or textbook. I'm going to jump in right there and interrupt you. So these first two, the Bible and uh, like, you know, practical resources, books, podcasts, uh, internet, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I think it's, again, super important. How how are we going to approach someone like with this uh, stance on truth with these topics? If you come at someone like, hey, you know, Hey, uh, hey, babe! I was reading the Bible last night about you know <laughs> treating others with kindness, and you need to be kinder to me. You know, just like <laughs> right. you know, what I'm saying like it's not gonna get the response yeah. you should, right? Yeah. Anything, whether it's a spouse, friend, someone uh, you know under you in a small group, or uh, a coworker, a boss, like whatever it can be. Like uh, again, the order of grace and truth is like super, super important, and this is like a practical way of at least for myself, where I've seen it go sideways many times because. Yeah. Uh, if I, if I, the black and white side of me just, you know, views this and says, oh, you know, this is how it should be. And I'm like, here, person, like, this is, look at this scripture, whatever. That never works, you know? Yeah. So the order matters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the whole thing too with like, um, 
I mean, most people, when you say like, well, here's what the Bible say, like, I don't care what the Bible says. Like you have to build that relationship and extend that grace for the Bible to, uh, to take its effect on someone. When most of the time, uh, in that situation is probably in in like the heat of a discussion, like in the middle of a Mm -hmm. moment. And so, uh, especially like in that case, like, of course, no one wants to hear like a fact thrown at them. Right. It's, it's, uh, again, the approach matters. Yeah. I mean, you think about it too, with like the internet and like studies and articles, um, I mean, there are a lot of people who just like post very, uh, strongly worded or opinionated things on their Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, I don't know, whatever, like they just share it. Right. Um, which again, it's just kind of like, there's no context. There's no grace with that thing. Like maybe a better way would be to send it directly to someone with a heartfelt message of like, Hey, I really thought about you in this. Uh, here's my thoughts or like you know, basically kind of like wrap it up with the grace um, or just again, not sharing at all and like maybe sharing it more personally or like taking what's in that thing that you read, listened to, mm-hmm. uh, learned and then sharing with someone privately rather than just kind of broadcasting it for the world to mm-hmm. take and receive however uh, they're going to, yep. you know, I mean, there's, again, there's right and wrong ways to do that. But I thought that was one of the more like practical examples we, we, we could give. Yeah. And then two other ways that we can give and receive truth uh, are through like experts, you know, people who have been there and done that, pastors, counselors, um, mentors, you know, people in authority, like parents even, um, this could be like spiritual leaders in the church or, or family friends, uh, and also feedback, right? So personal insights and observations from people who know us well. Um, and that was a key point there from from people who know us well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's important who you give and receive truth from Mm -hmm. um and again like i mean that's one of the things i thought i thought about too is like is it your place like to share that with someone um because they you might not have given the grace beforehand for them to be able to receive it well and if it's not your place to share that with someone like maybe don't share it at all or share it with someone who can get who can deliver it with grace to that person because Mm -hmm. they are have a relationship together what yeah i think this point is the key point in my opinion like uh someone that knows you well because i think um like a lot of what we what we talk about is having like you know balance and accountability and if you don't have this with someone like how can you recognize if if you need to improve or what needs to be fixed and addressed like who who is speaking into your life who is telling you hey dude like you know this needs to be adjusted yeah definitely um so uh, some of the kind of just ending points to take away um kind of back to that beginning question we we prompted um you know, wh- which one are you? Are you uh, more on this, this gray side of things or, or a truth person? And, and if you find yourself like on that far extreme, like, you know, what do you, what do you do with it? Um, you know, where do you go from there? Um, secondly, you know, think about where do you need to grow? And I shouldn't say where, but like how, because, you know, we all have to yeah. grow in, in this way, in some way. Um, I think for myself, and I, we'll get this in the last point, but I think I need to uh, probably steer myself a bit more in like that truth, uh, you know, correcting um side of things you know i think i've been yeah. more i've been too nice Corey. you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, step up bro Actually, I never thought i would say stand that stand up but, for yourself um thirdly uh you know what's the situation you could have handled with more grace or with truth and with that one like uh as you're thinking through that like the point isn't to like be like oh crap i suck you know it's it's to improve it so like think back of what were some you know how yeah i mean how could you improve what did you do wrong and this is a great place i think to uh, that fourth point about feedback, like welcoming someone to kind of like walk through that step with you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Corey, if I offended you about, 
uh, you know, your stupid broken angle, you know, like <laughs> I, I can ask you like, Hey man, how, you know, how did I offend you? What did I do wrong? You know, blah, blah, blah. And allow you to tell me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good example. Actually. I mean, if, if I walked in and you're just like laughing, you're like, like you're so stupid for a break your ankle. And then you'd been like, Oh, but dude, I'm so sorry about it. I've been like, whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't care. Yeah. But if you're like, Oh dude, that sucks. Like, but it's kind of funny too. Like you're stupid for breaking your ankle. I would have taken it well. Well, uh, the second one is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Good, okay. Just kidding. Well, kind of. Um, and then lastly, um, I threw this one in there, but are you a peacemaker or a peacekeeper? Um, you know, uh, one thing me and Connie have been talking a lot about, at least with me, is... Okay, so Jeremy got cut off because my laptop died. And so I figured I would just kind of close out his thoughts and try to do the, the best I can to continue... Uh, what he was about to say, but essentially what he was talking about was the difference between being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. So a peacekeeper is someone maybe who doesn't say their truth, who who doesn't um, challenge someone or maybe uh, speak the truth in the light of, of a situation just because they don't want to rattle someone or they don't want to create some sort of conflict or, or do something maybe um, that would, uh, that would, you know, basically make someone uncomfortable, maybe in, in some cases, um, or would make a big deal out of something. Whereas a peacemaker is someone who isn't afraid to um, tell the truth, again, with grace, but that does it so that they can create peace, not just keep the peace, uh, even though it might be waning over time, um, but that they are willing to go the, the extra mile, right, that they can, uh, that they can actually say their truth without um, disturbing someone and that it'll actually create more peace in the end of things. Okay. So it's an interesting concept. We'll have to explore it further uh, in another episode fully. And um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Please consider subscribing if you haven't already. If, you have the, if this is maybe your first, second time uh, listening, please hit that subscribe button. If you're a regular listener, please, uh, if you want to go the extra mile and really do a lot for us, share with a friend. Just text them a little clip or something, maybe an episode that you like. I just say, hey, thought you might be interested in this. Um, and we will see you guys in the next one. <laughs>